Welcome to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Um, we have a very special episode today because me and five of my friends all signed up for an ultra. My secret super evil plan finally worked three years into this podcast. The long con of secretly doing this podcast just so my friends would fi- sign up for their very first 50k um finally came to fruition so uh and i'm actually joined with one of those friends right now <laughs> mr brady manriquez welcome back to the show dude i'm back i couldn't i couldn't stay away you, you're pressuring me into coming on the podcast you pre-pressured me into running long distances uh-huh. here i am <laughs> yeah did you know like three years ago episode one featuring Brady Manriquez. Did you yeah. think there was any chance it would result in you signing up for an ultra marathon? I have adamantly said I have no interest in running a marathon. I've said that uh, years in a row. People have asked me, oh, are you going to do this next? you going to do that next? Like, I have no interest. And I did a half marathon. That feels like a very healthy distance to be good at. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, to leapfrog and the marathon distance and jump right into a 50 K. No, I did not think that was going to happen. When I talked to you, the first episode I ever talked to you, I think my long run at the time was seven miles. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) did not envision that happening. So what's changed? Oh my gosh. Well, it hasn't all been a singular track forward and upward going more and more distance. Like it's definitely been um, varied given life circumstances, uh, job circumstances, all of that. Um, What has changed though is just a confidence level in a base level of fitness and a base level of endurance and an understanding. (laughs) Uh, I want to say, and understanding on how to train smarter, not harder, but I fight that all the time. So I don't want to jinx myself. Oh, I will yeah. say I do. <laughs> I know better whether or not I actually do that <laughs> is yet to be seen. Yeah. And let's get back to that. So real quick, what's the event we're all signed up for? Um, you, oh you have a good base because you watch there's a little documentary about it um made yeah. by steve yeah. cannon who was on this podcast before and it's it i mean he was one of my favorite guests to have on the show he talked about biking the iditarod and then mm-hmm. just kind of to discover that he's you know was affiliated with this race is like super cool it's uh, it looks to say that well let's um, start with the name so it's called the boonville Backroads ultra um it's mm-hmm. south of des moines iowa and you run through uh like i don't know if you ever seen the bridges of madison county with clint eastwood and mm-hmm. i believe merrill street question mark because <laughs> i've never seen it i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know i've never seen the bridges of madison county i don't know <laughs> But I'll, I'll go with yeah. This is two dudes on a podcast admitting we haven't seen like some romance movie about bridges. Have you ever watched uh, Field of Dreams beginning to end or just pieces of it that have been on TV? Can we answer this truthfully without getting kicked out of the state of Iowa? Oh, my God. Have you not seen 
Field of Dreams beginning to end? I've never seen... I've seen maybe three minutes of Field of Dreams. What? Am I going to get okay. kicked out of the state? You you know you know how um, Rudy is the movie that all guys cry to? Uh-huh. Field of Dreams has one of those like iconic, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? And then just like sobs, tears, like moments. <laughs> And you I mean, don't know that reference? Oh my god! No, yeah, I know. Might... I dude, I know what Field of Dreams is about, and I know that it was yeah. filmed in Iowa, and it's you know kind of by Dubuque, I think. <laughs> Kevin Costner was in it. Darth Vader was in it, I think. Is he in it? But 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 we digress. <laughs> this is not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the, we're gonna run through the bridges of Madison County, and mm-hmm. uh, and maybe I don't even know if it's Madison County. We're gonna run through these covered bridges. It's down dirt roads, country roads, going up and down all these crazy hills, and uh, take mm-hmm. it from there, Brady. You got it. Yeah, a lot of dirt roads, a lot of gravel roads, and a lot of up and down. Like it's really not. It does. You don't think of climbing when you think of Iowa you don't think of hills you don't think of mountains or anything like that um but it is that documentary will put some fear into you in terms of just the amount of up and down and you look at the elevation profile so this like when this starts Chris sends a group text to it was the right it was the right group of guys um saying guys I'm, I want you all to sign up for this race I meaning you are signed up for a hundred K. Um, but they also have a 50 K and a team relay 50 K. And I think that's it. I don't know if there's any, I think maybe a 50 miler. Well, there's also, there's also a 100 miler. Yes, that's right. You have a hundred miler. Um, okay. So in the group text, I think the rest of the guys are going to be on the, I couldn't make the podcast, but the rest of these guys, a bunch of the other guys are on the podcast as well. Um, of the group, Travis was all in on the hundred K with you. He, he did 50 miles and in the Travis Stefan mindset, once he's done 50 miles, he never needs to do 50 miles again. So he's going to move on to the next thing. So he's signed up for you with you for the hundred K. Then also in this group, Thad Burkamper, who, I think he's just like a natural athlete. And when he gets into something like this, can all, he can progress really well. He, without hesitation, is like 50K, signed up, I'm in. The guys that are left then, um, your cousin Matt, who is, tell me, is he 6'4"? Is he, how tall and how big is Matt these days? Sorry, what did you say, Brady? What what are you doing, man? No, okay. um, I'll edit that part out. Uh, Can you repeat that last question, though? I was talking to Lindsay because she just walked in. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, just tell me, how how big is Matt? Matt is probably 6'5", maybe? Uh, 6'6". 6'5". I think so. He says, he says, he just kind of describes himself on the podcast here. Okay. But then... Sean Furlong, also very tall guy. He was an offensive lineman at Mustang High School. 
I also not built as a runner. <laughs> I'm built like a square. Like the three of us, I thought, okay, maybe these guys will be into doing like a team relay 50K. And I even enter- entertained the idea of like, if we did a two person team 50K, that would, I was like, okay, I'm all in on something like that. Because a five team 50K, each person runs a 10K. I don't think any of us want to make a trip out for a 10K. Uh, but I thought if, if it's a two-person relay and I run a, a 10K, I hand off the baton or whatever it is, then we'll say Sean runs a 10K, then I run a 10K, Sean runs a 10K, and the fifth one we run together, we will have collectively both run about 18 miles. I was like, that is perfect. That, that's, you know, that's a good distance that anyone any, – that everyone can just go out and do tomorrow. And that's the natural step up for you, like having your farthest runs a half marathon. Right. I was like, that's not a crazy leap. Yeah. But. Um, and I could definitely do that. But <laughs> in the group text, the peer pressure, Sean sends a, you know, I send him a side text like, hey, man, we're going to do solo or are we going to do this? You want to do a team 50K, you and I do this and 18 miles, huh? Huh? I'm trying to like you're like trying to be like hey man let's choose this option well i i was leaning towards 50k because i was like i want something 18 doesn't really it's not that much different from what i did before but then sean sends to the group text a screenshot of his uh signed up for the 50k and i go well now i gotta jump off a bridge too it was uh, uh so- to only describe it it was the proudest day of my life beyond my kids being born and being married and stuff. But I was like, (laughs) and I'm like kind of saying it tongue in cheek, but at the same time, like I've always wanted you guys to do this, you know, and, and, and to, to get all of you guys in one fell swoop to trick all of you guys into signing up was like the greatest trick I've ever pulled in my life. The greatest magic trick ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I think all of us, after we sent the screenshots of having signed up, all of us, uh, if I can curse, were like, oh, shit, what did I do? Oh, yeah. What it, did I sign up for? It was like mass hysteria, you know, like when, when, <laughs> when some event happens, then everybody jumps on board right away. Mm-hmm. It's like rioting after the Stanley Cup finals or something or like the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what it was, basically. Oh. It was that version, except just very specifically to six guys and very specifically for my own goal of getting people to sign well, up for it's, 50 guys. <laughs> it's just far enough out, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's May 23rd. Yeah. What is that? We got a while. Like six months? I don't know. I can't do math. About six months, right? We'll, we'll, we'll call it six months just to like make it easy. So it's far enough out that you think I can get prepared, but it's short enough that it and it's it's a long enough distance that it's I'm legitimately uh, scared <laughs> because it looks tough. Of course, here's. I feel like a couple of things I'm looking forward to and why, why I signed up one, I wanted the return to discipline when I was uh, preparing for the monument Valley half marathon. I was dialed in on the discipline, eating right, exercising every day, had this goal in mind. 
and so many other things fell in line behind it after like just doing all the things correctly. Uh, without that big goal out there, my the structure to my workouts and the urgency and the importance of them drops off. Yeah, and so it's a lot easier to miss a day and say screw it. As soon as I signed up, I started I started food food prepping. I went, I panicked and went on Amazon and bought like three or four different running things, <laughs> just like pieces of equipment, like uh, calf, what are those, like calf sleeves. I've never had calf sleeves before, but convinced myself I needed those now. Um, but but the, return, the return to discipline is a big thing. It, the half marathon didn't scare me. The desert part of it did, but that was interesting. That was new and interesting, but this is like an eight and a half hour day, eight and a half hour cutoff time. That's a long time to be out there. That's that's a far cry from the two and a half hours I did before. Especially because so, you're out there most of the time by yourself. I mean, there are other people racing, mm-hmm. but I mean, I just know how these things work and it gets spread out. Like at the beginning, obviously you're around people, but you know, mm-hmm. if you're out there that long, like it's natural where you're going to be the only person around for a while, which is, which is cool. But I, I can see how that's an uncomfortable thing for a lot of Mm -hmm. people, especially if you're not used to it. Oh yeah. There, this is a harsh departure from comfort. (laughs) That I want to, I'm going to ask the race director, Brad, to put that on his shirt. A A harsh harsh... departure from comfort. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's a good slogan, you know. <laughs> oh man! But I think of what do you, what do you think of the so the group of guys that signed up? Then myself, Sean, Matt, Thad, Travis, and you. I mean, what do you think of our chances? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you initial, guys initial predictions at all? Any initial predictions? Any initial thoughts on that group all signing up and six months from today? Any uh, anything that you think might happen? I mean, I wish I could like make it interesting, you know, and like just publicly like call out Travis Stefan and be like, hey, he's not making it just to give him that extra boost. <laughs> Like I wish I could do that, but you guys can all do it. You you know you're and you got plenty of time, dude. Like just think about that's half of a year. Like think how how fit you can get with dedication and devotion in half a year. And you're saying that uh, it already helped you meal prep and is giving you like a purpose for your workouts. Like that makes me happier than anything because I've been there, dude. I've been there where you're just training to train. And for whatever reason, for me, that's always when I end up getting hurt or end up just like lackadaisically going to the gym and then 30 mm-hmm. minutes later being like, I'm bored and then leaving. You know? Yeah. Like it does. Yeah. You have to have that purpose um, to suit your drive and to suit you going for it. And I always think like mm-hmm. signing up for something that scares you is is that a good driving force because you if you don't know you can do it because you've never done it before you're gonna work twice as hard because of it now at the same time because i know based off of our conversations and stuff over the last few weeks like 
you also have to work twice as smart. You know what I mean? Like I was like, Brady, best advice. Don't just go out and start. Don't just go out tomorrow and do like 15 miles. Like that's dumb. Right. And that's like uh, uh, the ingredients for getting injured and putting yourself out for a month. Yeah. There is the uh, first thing that happened, food prep. Next thing that happened, you know. Cap sleeves. Some, some gear that I'm like, I need a couple pieces of gear. Cap sleeves. Uh, the next was uh, I had like the night before prepped my gym bag for a 4.30 a.m. wake up at the gym, which I haven't done. Shoot, I have not done a 4.30 a.m. wake up for the gym. I always go afterwards. You know, if I'm going to do anything. Uh, so I haven't done that in a long time either. But it did start with, okay, let me just run for one hour on the treadmill at a very, like, easy pace. So let me just put in about five and a half miles and to call it, okay, that's my, like, daily run. Okay, that was good. The next day I went, again, 4.30 a.m. wake up. I went in and, well, before doing that, I talked to you on the phone and I, I told you, do you, you want to hear the instinct that I'm fighting right now? Because I, I successfully got to the gym one day at 4.30 a.m. I started playing with the idea of, what, okay, what if I go every morning, I'll go at 4.30 a.m. and I'll get a, an hour run in and then every day after work, I'll go back and I'll run for an hour. So every day I'll get about 10 miles or 11 miles of, of running in. And uh, I'll double time the day. I'll say I'll do it seven days a week, and I'll do it every day up until the day of the race. And I will be the most prepared person you've ever met. And <laughs> and you're like, don't do that. Don't do. It. And I have to fight that urge. I know. To, to a day and go nuts, and then be like, I have shin splints. I have a knee thing. I have whatever it is. I have a hip problem, and it's because. That was really stupid. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I've yeah. done that in the past. And I have too, man. I've t I think I told you, I was like, for my first 50 miler, I, I way overtrained for, for it rather than just doing what was necessary. And so I guess what I told everybody and my biggest piece of advice is like, hey, the next two months, just be consistent with workouts. Like even if you're doing like three miles, but you're doing it like four times a week and you're consistently getting back into running, awesome now you have the base and then from there like f four months out you can start building but yeah i mean it's just unnecessary honestly because like i said dude i've made i've done like i've literally done every mistake in the book when as it pertains to like 50ks and overtraining is definitely one but i i understand the urge but yeah you just have to remind yourself like hey like there's it's just the whole idea of patience and ultra running teaches you patience and but to also apply that to your training is is kind of key so but dude you're mm -hmm. gonna do great it's gonna be awesome we're gonna have a great time it'll be like field of dreams you know me and you kevin costner ray Liotta. we're out there throwing the ball around you know burt lancaster's there this is blasphemous I'm just reading off IMDb. <laughs> you got Shoeless oh Joe Jackson, um, you know, and uh, and those people, and you're in a field, and it's one of dreams. I don't know. I you ran cut out. off. 
I ran out of steam. I'm sorry. Have you ever <laughs> seen canceled. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Because that was in Iowa. Of okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's get into the episode. This was a 20 minute intro. Um, just one thing to say, like Thad, Matt, Sean, they've all been on the podcast before. I love every single one of them, um, but I am excited to just watch them suffer. You're, you're a jerk. You're a real mean guy, Chris. No, because Stop I... making us do crazy, healthy things. No, it's, it's because I know... Like Travis and I were talking the other day. It's like we know what it's like when you come out of it on the other side, like the self-esteem you've built and just the realization of, oh, my God, like if I can do that and that was really hard and really difficult, like surely I can do anything else because I've proven to myself I can get through the hard time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious how <sighs> Travis described it about like he almost wants to get to like this um, psychedelic state or really understand, like be pushed to the point of understand, you know, figuring out who you are. Um, There's something about that distance now that has that allure for me that I want a different experience from this race and joke, joke about it as much as we want, like make light of it and laugh a bunch about what kind of crazy thing are we doing? Like that's all well and good, but I will say that there is there is something deeper that we're that I'm going after with this race that I'm pursuing, and awesome. so I kind of have that in my mind as well. And that's also what is driving me uh, in training and being motivated towards it is that I'm going to get to a place I haven't been before, guaranteed. This is well beyond the longest distance I've ever run, well beyond the hardest thing I will have ever done um and i gotta i gotta imagine it's going to bring out probably some greatness in me and some ugliness in me and everything in between you know so i'm kind of looking forward to what that's going to be even though in the moment it's going to be rough dude you just gave me chills man i'm excited but uh i'm excited too yeah intro the podcast man intro it yeah uh thanks for hanging in for the longest intro that we've ever done <laughs> sorry to make you wait here this long but you gotta li- you're gonna listen to the chaos of four people trying to talk about this all at once all over skype one of them golfing apparently <laughs> so enjoy the the rest of these crazy guys that signed up to do this insane race in the bridges of madison county with i don't know if it's meryl streep or not be goldberg instead All right, guys. Um, welcome to the "What in the World Did We Get Ourselves Signed Up for" podcast. Um, I'm here with uh, Thad Burkamper and Sean Furlong. Um, and I guess, like, do you guys want to give like the quick version of the story of like why we're doing this? Long time like- listener, third time calling, Sean Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one time you were at my house, remember, and we were like, uh, "Yeah, I you would... always use me as the token new guy to do all your crazy shit." <laughs> well, if you if you're paying attention to the people he texts, though, so Chris sent us all a mass text, and there's six of us on it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But you you waited that text in three. Oh, and he's drinking. And you're yeah. outside. I hate you. 
but there's there's three groups to his text. The first group is the people that are immediately going to say yes. The second group <laughs> is the people that will say yes when somebody else says yes. And the third group yeah. is the people that can't be the only ones to say no. Uh-huh. So you waited this text scenario out perfectly and got, I think, all yeses, except for we haven't heard from Dowdy yet, have we? Yeah, where's Shane at? I've heard from him one-on-one. He's like, I'm following the text. I'm loving it. But I'm not sure if is I he gonna do, do it. it. We'll see. Come on. We'll see. I know that's kind I'm of like move my large ass to the fucking <laughs> Iowa landscape. <laughs> well, I was laughing, man, because we have a uh, full offensive line signed up for an ultra marathon. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. The picture. Oh, we do. With like six two and six four dudes, and then Brady at the end. <laughs> it's just oh, gonna it's my be this. favorite. Um. So yeah, basically, I convince these guys via peer pressure to sign up for their very first 50k um along with a tag team from sean to get travis stefan to sign up for his 100k Um, oh he immediately said god damn it to me he's like are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah ward is like a master oh yeah yeah it was definitely like a just a full-on peer pressure mode kind of deal so but anyway so now you guys are signed up and it's december and the race is in may and i'm like what did like because here's the cool thing is this is my furthest distance as well so we're all Mm. in the same boat of like going beyond like anything we've ever you know gone through so um super excited for that but like let's just go into this thad and sean like running running uh career wise what do you got Mm. Um, I didn't really start doing much of anything until I did my first Spartan in 2017. That was a like three or four mile race. The next year I did three Spartans, the four miler, an eight miler, and a half marathon. Last year I did nothing at all except for I <laughs> tried to run a marathon with no training. Yeah. And oh. yeah, I and got a good portion of that done. But other than that, last year was nothing. So this year, after my gut has grown and Chris says, hey, let's go run, I'm cool with that because, <laughs> yes, suck. But I can I can mentally get myself to a point where I just don't just don't stop. Like just, you know, you don't have to be going super fast or whatever. Just do not stop. I can mentally push myself through that. So this is actually kind of exciting for me just to see if I can do it. Yeah. And I'm sure I can. But just to see what 30 – what is it? 31 miles does to your brain and your body and all that is going to be at the very least interesting. This is how I think of it to your body. Maybe not the most positives, right? Like maybe, no. maybe a negative, effect. <laughs> but to your yeah, brain, <laughs> to your brain and your soul and stuff, uh, definitely a positive. Let me, uh, I'm going to add my cousin Matt into this because Matt is, uh, has joined us as well. And I was so happy cause I was hanging out with him the night before I texted you guys and I was like, there's no way he signs up for the 50 K, but I was like, maybe he'll sign up for the 50 K relay or something. Right. And then you guys all signed up and then he got, he was driving during the peer pressure and he got oh, home yeah, and he's like, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I had 45 yeah, good timing too. Oh, that was intentional. <laughs> yeah. I was like an hour outside of Chicago and I just hit traffic and then it's just like, ding, 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 ding. A lot. What's going on, man? Nothing, dude. Welcome to the podcast. We're already live and in session. Uh, 
as you know, we're talking with Thad and Sean, who I don't think you've met either of these two gentlemen. No, I haven't. So, guys, sorry. I may start talking shit to you on the uh, group text before long. <laughs> but, uh, Let's do it. Nice, nice to officially e-meet you. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like that. E-meet you. Yeah. Um, I'm oh, curious yeah. if we can go back to Chris's question. I'm curious about Sean's. Oh, sure. Uh, history. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the question was, what's my resume in running? So uh, when I was in Colorado and Chris had full, fully infiltrated my like moral compass and I was the best at working out ever, I did a workout, not a workout, I did a an event in Zion National Park called Ragnar. So it's 15 miles total. You do three loops. I started out with a seven-mile loop, then in the middle of the night, a five-mile loop, and then in the morning a three mile loop so it was like eight people did those loops so it was 15 total that sucked i think i almost got uh heat stroke or heat exhaustion on the first seven miles and i had to like skip my midnight run because i was like shaking and couldn't stand and then i woke up and ate two double cheeseburgers and finished both of my sessions like back to back um which was dope and then i've done a 10 miler in chicago before navy pier 10 miler that's probably the most i've ever trained for yeah and then i do crossfit and, and other stuff on a pretty regular basis yeah dude and then sean i took sean up a couple mountains out here <laughs> yeah we did a 14er which, which was, was it was cool. awesome because chris almost broke his knee on second one in the first maybe like point two hundred yards yeah <laughs> we across yeah, a creek and he went first and ate it and then i went down two feet and stepped over the creek but i think i recorded it i recorded it and there's just like such a animalistic sound that he makes and then immediate a chris ward sound he's like oh i'm good i'm good no it's probably like oh dude i gotta find that i think i still have it well you've learned the number one lesson that i sent you guys for ultra running which is um just eat food done problem solved lesson number one eat food and it solves a lot of life's like you know a lot of ultra running's problems you know uh i like that uh yeah the other thing is don't play around in the sun for four or five hours before you can do this yeah well, what if it's really what sunny? I, what if it's really sunny when we do the race? I know. I was with a bunch of friends and playing frisbee and stuff, and then I was oh. like, "Oh, I gotta go run seven miles." And then I was like, "Oh, I think I'm. I think I fucked up here." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Matt. So let's get into Matt's a little bit. Matt, what's your running, uh, you know, career? Uh, my running career is relatively short-lived, uh, thus far at least. So I have run. Four half marathons and 125K and then some other, like, uh, intermediary, like, 5Ks and 10Ks and stuff. Yeah. Nice, man. So, like, just kind of describe, because I was telling Sean, we have a full offensive line for the for the race. So, like... Are we going to set the collective slowest record? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, uh, Matt, I... you're not, like, a running... You're not, like, a runner's... You know, like you don't God, have the no. runner's physique, you know. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying that, and I appreciate that. No, I am. Uh, I'm about six foot five, roughly oh, two hundred yeah. pounds right now. <laughs> All right, got nothing to complain about. I'm six four, two thirty five. Oh uh, yeah, you're golden. You're like a gazelle compared to me, man. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm definitely not a runner's physique, and I catch a lot of crap from my friends locally uh, for actually trying to do this kind of stuff. Uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but your mom is like wins races and marathons and stuff. Yeah, she's a boss. I don't know if she's ever won one, but she has definitely kicked my butt at every. So she's done three of my four half marathons. Oh wow! And all three of them, she has finished at least like twenty minutes ahead of me. She's a boss. <laughs> That's awesome. So, like, what's uh, yeah. what do what do you guys like? What's your expectations going in? Finish in eight and a half hours. <laughs> so, finish yeah. in eight hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't. I just want to do it and not die. Yeah, that's a, a huge goal. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually looking forward to kind of digging in and and trying as best I can to be aware of where my mind wants to wander and that kind of thing. Because I can go into kind of robot mode and just keep moving forward. But I'm, I'm curious to know what that amount of distance allows your brain to kind of wander off and do. And that's, oh, that's my biggest focus between now and then is, is actually just maintaining awareness. So while I'm training and while I'm trying to, you know, just slog out a 10-mile run, my goal is more going to be mental than it is physical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you have, on your Desert Rats um, episodes, you have some excellent stories through that that I think are very, very interesting and and really uh, poignant or whatever. Like, just really profound stuff that I would be very interested to experience with myself. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was going to go the total opposite and listen to a book on tape. Like, I just bought, especially for training and then just doing it during the race. Yeah. I did this training for the Zion thing. I listened to all of Jurassic Park while I was training. Nice. Wow. Um, and it was awesome. And then I was like, you know, middle of mile, I don't know, five or six or whatever. And I was like, that's not how it is in the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I bought a, I don't know, that way it takes my uh, mind off of it. Um, try to just, just float through it. But we'll see. Um, I'm sure they'll only last for a certain amount of time. I'll have to just sit there and trog along. Um, but yeah, if I can do this, I'm going to buy all the swag that exists. Uh, I'm going to buy marathon stuff because technically I did a marathon too. I'm going to double count this event in all of my braggadocious material. Um, but yeah. So you're only dressing in marathon clothes from here on out after this. Oh my god! I'm just gonna constantly wear nipple band-aids. You're just always gonna have the water bottle, the water bottle belt on at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And goos. I'll be the goo guy. <laughs> I feel like that's not a nickname you want to maintain. <laughs> that's, a really good point. that's a really good point. Sean showed up to meetings just like, hold on, guys, and uh, just brings out a camelback and just he's like, I gotta stay hydrated for this. Yeah, that's right. Keeps facing that's right. in the corner to keep his step count up for the day. <laughs> I gotta get the volume in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, I like the two different perspectives. Like, I totally appreciate that because um, our friend Travis, who's also signed up for the hundred k with me, he um, he's done both. He's gone real deep in his own mindset, you know, and like his own brain and pain. Oh, he's got and- an- 
and uh, yeah. and then he's also listened to the entire Richard's Where's Richard Simmons podcast during an ultra. So doing both. Yes. Which one did he prefer? I mean, I think there were moments of both actually, where he was listening to where Richard Simmons disappeared to, and then was like also in the pain cave and like disappeared into a little Wizard of Ozzy, <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, but yeah. Awesome. so Matt, Matt, what do you got, man? Um, I don't know. So mentally, I'm probably going to be more of Travis's mindset. That one where he was just—I feel like the pictures you see of him crossing the finish line, he just oh yeah. Angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I. I feel like that's probably. I would love to get into more of like a a mental flow during that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I can make myself do that. So the twenty five k I did, I got like, I guess a little bit of that, but it was it was short lived. So I, I don't know if I can intentionally go there. You will. You'll get there. Not intentionally. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How long do you guys have to run a hundred k? We have, uh, I looked it up because I talked to Travis the other night. We have like, so you guys have eight and a half. I think we have 18 hours, I believe. The only point that's going to matter at the end of the weekend is that I finished my race before you did. <laughs> that right. will happen, 100%, guaranteed. Although I can see Ward doubling me. I would not even be <laughs> surprised. Yeah. Well, so like, I mean, I guess beyond the peer pressure, what was the point of signing up? You know, uh, I've been wanting to do something for a while. Yeah. I just didn't have anything to like do. And then this came up and I assumed we were going to do the relay and be smart humans about it. And then everyone's like, no, man, let's totally do the 50 K. And I was like, oh, all right. Peer pressure is going to work. That's kind of what I assumed too. I was like, oh, they'll, you know, they'll probably come out, do the 50K relay. Um, and then I can't remember who signed up first, but one of you guys signed up first and then everybody. Dad did. Yeah. And then it was just casting yeah. effect. It was ridiculous. Thanks, Brady. I'm blaming Brady still. Oh, yeah. We were going to start this by talking crap about always, Brady. Cause oh, yeah. Can we get back to that? Yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk crap about Brady right now because he's not here on the podcast. <laughs> but I will say, Perfect. I've been doing the show for three, like over three years now. And it was yeah, the long cool. con the whole time. It was the whole point of it was to get Brady Manriquez to sign up for his official day. <laughs> and I finally well, got it done. What did he go with you in Arizona? He did a half marathon there, like a trail half. Yeah, that's nice. Right. I'm trying to get him to work out with me, but he keeps ignoring me. <laughs> Brady, if you're listening, I'm lonely and I miss you. Yeah, he was going to be on the podcast today, but uh, couldn't couldn't make it make it happen. So, so now we're just going to talk crap. Yeah. So sounds good to me. Yeah, I blame him primarily because I. So we just had family Thanksgiving, and while we were there, Chris and I, you said, uh, "Yeah, I'm, we're going to get Brady into this," and I was like, "All right, I'll do." I'll do exactly what Brady does. If he does the the um, split, I'll run 25K. He can run 25K. And then he sent that message of him signing up. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. Here comes terrible leg pain. Let's quit talking crap on Brady and let's just rail on Chris for getting us all into this. <laughs> yeah, you guys can take like five minutes and just like curse me. I'm cool with it. We're going to have to save that for like mid-race. Yeah, oh my gosh. Will yeah. you tell me in the middle of the race, give me a call and cuss me out because I'll also be running and it'll be good motivation for yeah. me to run faster because you guys will be chasing me? Oh, yeah. No, I don't give you any more ammunition to be better at this. 
exactly. You know what I do want to do though is figure out at what point do I actually start to curse your name? Like what mile marker? And we should all write that down. Ooh, that would be good. For the yeah. post-race uh, podcast. Yeah, when was I being cursed? <laughs> well, what what's the what's the plan? Like, what's how many times should I run a week? What are the distances? When do I need to start caring about distances? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I told Brady was probably for December and January, all I would care about is like consistently getting, you know, four runs in a week, even if they're like not super far. Like I would just worry about that and like build the base. Um, Don't worry about adding on miles yet or anything like that. Um, You don't need to like my, my big warning to Brady because as soon as he signed up, he was just like, I'm all in. Mega now. man. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, dude, the worst thing you could do is jump up, like ramp up way too fast and then get hurt and then be out for an entire month just recovering from just being stupid and then trying to build up. So really like just this month in January, I would just be like, hey, am I getting out for a run four or five times a week, even if it's for like three miles or two or three miles? And if you're doing that and doing what you're doing, Sean, I mean, you're doing CrossFit, you know, a few times a week, I'm assuming you're building the base right now. That's all you need to worry yeah. about, you know, just a cardiovascular base. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, my very first instinct was as soon as January hits, I'm going to run as far as I can just to see how far I can run. <laughs> Bad instinct. And you basically said, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, okay. I just want to see what's sitting in my legs right now. Here's what you know, I would. I haven't used them for a while. Here's what I would say, Thad. If you want to like go for a like a hike and see how far you can hike and be like, mm-hmm. hey, can I hike for six, seven hours? I would do that and not run one step of it and just prove to yourself like, oh, I can be on my feet that long and I'm fine. Yeah, copy that. That makes sense. Break myself and then start from zero like Batman in the cave and then rebuild my body and climb out of the well. <laughs> Oh, Raza Ghoul, did you defeat him? No, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> and then I think I told Brady too, I was like, okay, um, the race is May 23rd, so in April sometime, I would do my longest run. And either it would Which be... Is how- so either I would do one run of 23 miles-ish, you know, or... <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> or what I would do is uh, is like I would one weekend I would do a back to back long run. So I would just do like 15 miles on a Saturday, 15 miles on a Sunday, um, run on the tired legs on Sunday. And honestly, once you get that base and once you can do that and once you can complete that. I think the race, like the adrenaline of getting over 20 miles can carry you through the end. Kind of trying to break down what our workout is from here to there. And I specifically set that I won't run more than 20 miles before the thing. Because if I've got 20 in me, I can muscle out. You know what I mean? Like that's such a long distance already. Your body's already wasted. So (laughs) if you've done that, (laughs) you can just mentally get through the next 10 you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that that makes a lot of sense for what I had already kind of put in my plans. Yeah. Well, and then also just like you have you guys have to hike at like 3.6 miles an hour if you weren't stopping 
at all. So I would say like if you are able to hike at four miles an hour and then run a lot of like some parts of the race, you're going to finish in the amount of time if that's the goal. But like if your goal is to like finish with like a better time or whatever, like that's up to you. But goal is to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're all on that same idea. (laughs) Honestly, like I said, I don't know you guys. So especially meeting you through Chris, I was afraid we'd get on here and it would be like, yeah, so I'm thinking I'm going to finish this in five hours or something. (laughs) Right. Um, Real quick, Sean, before, because I know you have to sign off because you're going to the airport or something. Um, Yeah. Stupid Phoenix. What? Okay. Best athletic moment of your life. What is it? Fucking no. Uh, I've had a couple highs in weightlifting, um, but it's been a while since I've had that. But it's got to be high school football. I mean, I don't have any other, like, grand event. Uh, you know, uh, I still remember when we were seniors down at Burlington and we were putting the screws to them, uh, like, 50 to, like, 10 or something, and Durham was just throwing, like, crazy. Like, I'll always remember that. That's, and then the Dome. I didn't do anything in the Dome, but I was there. Um, it, it's tough to beat those things. Other than that, I won uh, my bocce ball uh, loser's bracket in the winter. So, pretty sick. How much crap did you talk after you won bocce ball? Well, all they gave us was lanyards, and now we're in, like, third place this season. So, it's tough. But we were improving. Do you wear your lanyards much, like, all the time? <laughs> no, no, never. It is on my desk, though, at home, next to my Lego Herky. <laughs> Lego Herky? Yeah, Lego Herky. Uh, oh, and then I guess when we did the 14er, I would be really proud of that, because oh, that man. was awful. That was awesome, man. I was so happy. I was so happy, like, we were able to do yeah. that. And I miss you, man. I miss you're... you being out here, to be honest, because do you remember <laughs> our last hike? Uh, before it was like the day before With you the moved. Goats? No, it uh, was me, you, and Lindsay, and it was the day before oh, yeah. you moved, and we went for a walk or like a hike up this mountain, and bees attacked us for at least three fourths of it. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. I also, well, I'll never forget the goats. The goats. <laughs> There's still my Facebook profile. Or something. Do you remember the goats on top of Buffalo Mountain? Yeah. I think it's Buffalo Mountain. Yeah, yeah, where you made me climb. I don't know, boulders the size of my body for an hour and a half. Uh huh. I didn't make yeah. you do anything, Sean. You're a grown man. <laughs> well, fair. Oh. fair rebuttal. Uh, That'll be my my rebuttal halfway through the race. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Once yeah, once we get the data in on when we started the Chris Chris Ward. Yeah. We'll be I right. also have a Peloton, and it's winter here, and I might do a lot of Pelotoning. Dude, I have one. Can we race each other? Dude, are we friends? I don't think so. Travis just got one too. Oh wow, aren't we cool? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's gonna be the joint saver uh, for me for a while, so I can get on that thing and bike. I don't know, twenty, thirty miles, and yeah. my joints don't hurt. Yeah. I ran four miles yesterday, and my knees are killing me. Yeah. Anything like that. You're gonna crush it though. Seriously. Like, I don't know. You'll be fine, and you'll love it. I think you'll get to the end, and it'll suck, and it'll be miserable. But like, just like when we did yeah, the but mountains, you're all before, gonna be there with me. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's the point. And you know, when we did the mountains, it's like a couple of days later, you're like, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> One last thing before I go. What? Was, how many shots of espresso did I get when we got done with our fourteener? It was maybe five. <laughs> maybe five. It was at least four. <laughs> 
Chris looked at me and he's like, dude, are you okay? I was like, we just climbed so far and we got up at like 1 a.m. I'm tired. I had to go home and parent when I got home. Oh, I didn't do anything. I went home and slept. <laughs> nice, man. Well, hey, uh, good luck All on right. your flight, dude. I don't know how to exit this. Thank so you, you might have to do it. I'll just hang up. All right. Sounds good, brother. Um, I have the rare gift to be totally lacking in self-awareness or any real uh, dread for the future. So there's not a whole lot I'm worried about right now. Okay. It will – it's – um, I don't know. I'm, I, I know that on the day I will have done enough to get through the thing. I know that on the day it's likely to suck, but I'll just keep moving. And if I see people behind me that I know coming up on me or, or in front of me, uh, I'll use that as motivation to keep rolling. You know what I mean? So I don't know. There's, there's technical things like, like what to, you know, water bottle, Wasty belt thing. Don't need. I don't have a clue what I need as far as that stuff goes, and like the goos and the gels and all that stuff. No idea. So technical stuff, I'll I'll lean on you about. But as far as actually just pulling the thing off, I'm not really not terribly concerned. More than I'm just grumpy that I'm gonna have to do it. <laughs> Once again, you're a grown man who's made the decision. You know. You just ride that one, Chris. You got five months to ride that one. Well, I'm doing it too, man. That's the thing. I'm in the same boat as you guys. You know? No, I know, and that's you know, I'm I'm going to be one of the easier guys to say yes to this stuff anyway because it's I like to see where I am. I mean, we're all getting older. Eventually, this stuff's going to be impossible. Was well, that is that part of it? Is that part of it for you? Because I feel like that's part of it for me. Is um. I don't know. I just don't like complacency. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's a big part of it. Eventually, the body's going to break down to the point where, well, not wood, it doesn't, but likely, you're you're physically not going to be able to pull this stuff off. And the you is the plural, everybody you. And sure. uh, I want to know where I sit. You know, I feel myself making noise when I get up out of a chair now, <laughs> so I want to make sure that I can still do cool amazing things for as long as i can yeah well if i can ask that you say you like uh you want to know where you sit and then talking about the plural you are you like talking on your own arch of athleticism or are you talking i want to know where i sit versus other human beings in the world oh i don't care at all about other human beings in the world okay Uh, that's awesome like really zero i i just couldn't care less really how other people are doing versus me mentally physically whatever my goal is just that i continue to uh grow as a human and even if that means being able to do a 50k now and in 10 years being able to pull off a 25k you know what i mean i I feel like that'll probably still be a physical growth um so yeah it's all me it's all i I can't put my standards on somebody else because when someone in my with my physique goes up against someone with Ward's like natural running physique, I'm always going to be disappointed. But if sure. I'm just looking at me, then then I'm good. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, so the reason I ask that, and that's part of why I bring it up. So I historically have always like loved competition and yeah. especially for like athletic events. That's, uh, that's one of the things I thrive on. So I look at this event and like, 
when I did that 25k, I realized going into that, I'm not, uh, I'm not competing for a time. Like you said, I'm going to go against Chris or somebody and like be miles behind, not even like within vision. Um, right. so for this, I would say, yeah, that's more of a, uh, expanding on that 25k and trying to realize, okay, like what can I do? Um, yeah. and I don't even know that I'm on an arch yet to where I really have a base level measurement that I can compare to. Um, so hopefully this is it, I guess. I don't know. Well, and, and I, I think training will be a big part of it. If you do, you know, if in the next six months or six weeks or something, you work your way up to maybe I'm going to do an eight mile trainer or a 10 mile train or whatever. And then three yeah. months after that, you do another 10 miles. You're like, Oh, that was much easier. You know, I'm not, I'm not sweating or cussing nearly as much as I was the first time. Those are the kinds of the things that I'm actually very bad at being aware of in the moment, but yeah. noticing after the fact, I'll be like, Oh yeah, that I'm not nearly hurting like I was or, you know, whatever. So I'm with you. The, the competitive thing on the day will be huge because I'll be looking at people passing me or looking at people coming up behind me. Like, no, you're not, you don't get to pass me right now. On the day, yeah. it'll be me against the next person I can see. But ultimately, it's just me against me. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, if I'm sticking to my plan, and my plan is to walk every single uphill and hike it as fast as I can, but within the first half mile, there's an uphill, and I don't feel like walking, but that's the plan. Like, Do you have the patience and the uh, – the, uh, like stick to itiveness to 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 pull that off i guess uh, i think i do so i did uh i compare everything to that longest race i did because that's the closest like physically challenging event that i've done probably um and i went into that and was just like okay i'm not gonna stop running until i reach the second i think there was no the third um help station because i knew what distance that was in and I knew I had already done that. So doing like the half marathon thing. So, um, stubbornly I stuck to that plan looking back. I wish I hadn't, but I think for that reason, if I go in with a smarter plan of like, okay, you're allowed to walk earlier in the race to save some legs for the end of it. I think I'll be able to stick to that and probably do pretty well, Yeah, but we'll have to see and Thad, that that question was mostly to Thad because I know Matt. I'm like Matt. I think Matt can do it. <laughs> Thanks for your answer, Matt. But we really don't care. <laughs> no, I'm like no, and I was just like mostly because I know Thad is a little more. Um, what's the like, Matt? You're a little more even keeled. I have a feeling. Okay. Oh, oh, he's looking for the polite way to say that I'm spastic. That's good. Yeah. Oh, emotional, spastic, whatever. I just don't know words, yeah. man. I couldn't think of spastic on the fly. Whatever. I prefer passionate. <laughs> passionate. There you go. No, my uh, a big thing for me. So, I, yeah, I understand where that question is coming from, and that is that that's that'll likely be one of my weaknesses. But a big thing for me is so you said three point five miles an hour if we do bare minimum. I think it's right. 3.64, which is a pretty fast hike if you hike the whole thing. Like, not impossible, but, like, you would be booking it pretty fast the whole time. Oh, right. So what's the math on that? Like, what, 15-minute miles? A little over the 15-minute miles, yeah. A little more. Yeah. But that is, you have to take into account, like, you're going to have to stop and pee, and you have to stop at the aid station and refill your stuff. 
And yeah, I'm not trying to come in at the eight minute or eight hour twenty nine minute mark. <laughs> That's yeah. not my goal. But if I if I can get out to Wildcat Den and do some some trailie running walks and just get a feel for what that is. I'm if anything I'm a plotter. I can just I can just steadily roll along. Like I'm never going to beat you in a short race, but I but I can I can just keep moving better than lots of people. So if I can if I can get myself to where I know what that pace feels like and just rock on that for the, you know the whole time i can do that like a mother so i it's just gonna be a matter of being very aware of what that pace is to me when the day comes yeah well hey if you're in town like when Lindsay and i go back to iowa i'd totally go out to wildcat den with you and uh go for a run yeah it'll probably be like 10 degrees iowa winter but i'm down i don't know i'm just like i came into this kind of being like what did we get ourselves into because sure it's definitely like a step up for everybody. Like it's 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 more distance than anyone's run. So I'm like, what did we get ourselves into? What concerns did these guys have? Like having never ran an ultra, because like I've made every like literally I've made every mistake in the book, and I will continue to make them. I'm sure, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure my advice is, you know, solid. Like I'm sure there are people out there if they've made it this far into the podcast, like they're probably. Uh, maybe concerned with the advice or disagree with some of the advice I've, I've given, you know, but like, I'm just speaking off of my own experience. Like I'm not like a running scientist or anything like that, you know, I'm just going to try to be steady. And yeah, I mean, as much as I'm going to rely on your advice, I think most of the advice I'm looking for from you is going to be like day of specifics. Um, like some of the, definitely some of the prep, um, and like where to do my long run as far as two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance, um, just kind of where to peak in training. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of that's going to be learned as far as like, you know, we had the, the great kind of group text going about the tagaderm, and uh, I feel like that's going to be learned like, okay, what, what rubs me, what t-shirt feels the best, those kind of little <laughs> things I feel like that's just going to come naturally. Yeah. Yeah, running in Iowa is it is it going to be weird? Because you're a Missouri boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, I've never run in Iowa. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like uh, so I've done a fair amount of hills, and you were saying this is hills, but this is like kind of long, slopey hills, not like you know, fourteen degree hills up. Uh, through the Ozarks and stuff. So, um, I don't know. It'll be weird and smell like corn. <laughs> That's right. That's, uh, I mean, I'm sure Brad, the race director is listening to this and he's like, it'll be weird and smell like corn. He's like, great. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know a better comparison, but I, it'll be fun to see other people too. I'm kind of, I'm curious who, I'm going to meet. So that's one of my favorite things to do that I've done during races, even like short stuff. I, uh, I normally do kind of, and this is probably terrible for my form and stuff, but I'll sing like Disney songs uh-huh. aloud to try to get like people around me to join in. Cause everybody yeah. knows like Lion King and that kind of stuff. And it just, for me, it really raises my spirits and keeps me kind of rolling. Um, 
so it'll be interesting the people that are going to be there because I feel like if I think of ultra running or something like that I think more of Colorado I don't think of Iowa so that's that's part of what what interests me is you know who's gonna show up for this yeah that's interesting that you said that Matt because when I do Spartans one of, one of my favorite things to do is to come up behind a group of people say something the you know the funniest thing I can think of the funniest one yeah. sentence I can think of to them get them laughing and then you see their pace pick up a little bit yeah. just because, oh, they, they realize, like, like one of the things I'd say is, because you hear people complaining, especially if they're in a group of three or four people, they'll complain to each other. And then I'll come up yeah. behind them and say, you did this to yourself. And then they laugh about it because, yeah, you did. Like Chris said, exactly. we're all adults. We did this on purpose. We can rag on whoever we want. <laughs> but we're doing this for a reason, so do it for the right reasons and have a smile on your face. So I like that answer a lot because I'm, I'm with you on that. So I've been making an active effort just kind of in all facets of life to surround myself with more positive people. And I think especially on a race day, you're there with people that are out there challenging yourself. I love that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, so when does the positivity on the text messages turn to you guys saying who's going to beat each other? <laughs> Yeah, about that. <laughs> I don't think any of us woke enough to get to that point. <laughs> I think yeah. I think really what's important, and we we're gonna sling mud as much as we can because we're that's just how we all communicate and like bond and show brotherhood and whatever. But ultimately, we all know that, like Matt just said, like I just said, we did this to ourselves. We're doing this for our own reasons, and it'll be cool to experience it with a group of guys that it seems like everybody's just going to get along great, but ultimately we're in it for our own ends, and we'll get from it our own whatever it is we get from it. Yeah. So, and I, I'm kind of interested to see how that goes, because I think I think the couple of hours after the race when we've, when we've had a chance to wigwam again, that'll be very interesting to have conversations there. And there will be a lot of sarcasm, a lot of quick jokes and whatever. But I think there will be some meat to it that, that's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Well, I guess to wrap up real quick then, because I was kind of like hoping this would just also be like an intro, you know, and an intro to like, I don't know, my, my whole goal with the podcast really is to get people to to try an ultra, try an adventure, try a 50 K, try climbing a mountain, whatever. And right. uh, so I love the ones where it's like hey like here's a group of people who are taking on their very first one and and i was hoping like people would get to kind of like know your guys personalities a little bit and i know you've all been on the podcast before which is super cool um and that's cool like an aspect just for me doing the show is like whoa i got all these dudes who are my friends and family um but who have also been on the podcast to do a 50k like how cool is that so um just so people like kind of get to get to know you guys a little bit like when i asked sean like what was his greatest athletic achievement i thought that was a perfect answer that he gave about bocce ball um so what do you guys got (laughs) greatest athletic achievement um i'm gonna have to reference that 25k again that was uh i don't know so i've done a fair amount of pretty athletic stuff i feel like find some some big mountains and played sports and stuff, but nothing I think challenged me 
physically as much as that because, um, yeah, it just, it hurt. It was painful and still like trying to be an athlete. So, um, I would, I, I would qualify that as definitely my, thus far, my greatest athletic achievement. Yeah. Well, you know, mine for you, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm kind of scared to hear. When you, when we were all camping in Asheville and you did a full pistol squat while standing on a picnic table. Yeah. You got me there, man. I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a party trick, I guess. Um, Nobody expects the the guy that looks like he's 300 pounds to be able to do that. So (laughs) that's a fun one. Dude, you guys, you and you two right now, like, you guys are just natural athletes, honestly. That's I don't know about that, but I can say for me that is exaggeration. No, I look to you. This is how I see you in my rose-colored goggles is that you are <laughs> <laughs> you are just like natural athletes and I'm like these guys will be like I don't know, it's funny kind of like trying to interview you guys and you guys like, yeah, we'll just face the challenges as they come and we'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah, this is probably how they've done every sport their whole entire life. That's so I will take that as a huge compliment, but I didn't and I I halfway agree with you that um I feel like there is stuff in my body that just knows how to respond to certain situations that I don't mentally have to worry about. But I didn't realize any of that until the last 10 years because my brothers were both athletes. I kind of shied away from that. I was on, I was theater and all that stuff. And it's not been since I kind of started having kids and you know what, I don't even know what switched, but where I started to dig into some of this other stuff and it's, it's fun to just know what you're capable of. So whether or not I'm an athlete or not, actually I won't even take that, but it's, it's been interesting for me to push my body to do things that I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I would not have guessed I would have been giving a crap about a 50 K at this <laughs> point in my life. Yeah. That means it's the perfect time to do it. But all right, guys. Well, yeah. hey, we'll do a, like maybe one more of these like before the sh- before the race. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to figure out like if I want to make like a really cool like leading up to the Boonville Backroads like uh, kind of series for the podcast. I think it would be cool. Um, but we'll see. Uh, you know, like uh, just your guys' schedules and my schedules and all that stuff. But we'll at least try to do one more. Uh, before the race and and i do uh i've already recorded one with travis stefan that i'll put out at some point but he there's like a five minute section in that podcast where he just talks about how excited he is for you guys because of what you're about to go experience um just like the whole like expanding your your own mentality and expanding what you can prove to yourself you can accomplish like that and just like proving that you're going to be able to get through kind of a hard time um which will be really cool so so yeah thank you guys for coming on the show yeah thanks for having us chris yeah thank you chris all right we'll get back at you at some point later dude all right. see ya all right guys that wraps up the show uh huge thanks to all those guys um like i said i'm i'm just i'm looking forward to spending the weekend with them and and you know going like having just an awesome adventure together honestly uh, like I said, fully confident in, in every single one of them. Um, and just excited to, to hear about the, the ups and downs that they, 
they go through. So yeah, we'll be sure to have them back on the show. Um, maybe right before the, the race, but definitely afterwards. You got anything else to add, Brady? You guys made it. You guys made a giant mistake. You're going to regret this day forever. <laughs> Do you, are you going to get competitive? Are you going to like throw down with them? Get competitive? Yeah. With them? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Matt and, uh, yeah, take this as motivation, guys. Matt and Sean, you guys are my competition right now. If I, if a couple months later I've, I've really been training hard, Maybe I'm coming after the pad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, I think <laughs> I think those guys are running the same race as me, um, and I'm going to probably put a rock in their shoes and sabotage them. <laughs> so I look better no matter what. I'm not above cheating, guys. It's going to happen. <laughs> they start off at the start line. Their shoelaces are tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Let's do a pretend scenario real quick, okay? So you're going down the road, and all of a sudden you see – a Travis Steffen sitting on the side of the road, curled up, crying about how much his legs hurt. What's your pep talk okay. to Travis? <laughs> you loser. I'm going to pass you. You're terrible. You made a mistake. See you, buddy. Hope you don't, don't, hope you don't finish. You're never going to catch me. Bye. Bye, Travis. And then watch him drive angry for the next <laughs> 20 hours. That's, that's how I'd motivate Travis. Bridges. Oh, it was Meryl Streep. Was it? Yeah. Because <laughs> she has, we have a, I have a storied history with you do. Her, her doubt, you know? Dude, you're going to be crossing the bridges of Madison County and like the ghost of Meryl Streep will be there just looking <laughs> at you. <laughs> Just shaming you, Brady, and trying to get you yeah, gonna, to quit. And she's a great be, actress. This just in, we just <laughs> discovered that Matt was playing golf this whole time. He was playing golf yeah. during the podcast. This is part of my training regimen, man. <laughs> yeah, Kirby, say hi. What's up, Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta listen, man. It was good. How, yeah. do, how was he hitting during the podcast? Oh, my God. Birdies and pars for days. <laughs> oh, whoa, dude. Yeah. 